Hey guys, it's Feline and welcome to my podcast, Feeling Feline, a podcast about what it's like being in your 20s in the 20s. For this episode, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, fitness. It's something I've really focused on for the past five years and has been a really enjoyable aspect of my life. Super excited to share this with you guys and talk about the things you can do to better your physical health. So let's get started. Hey guys, what's going on? Happy Tuesday. Club going up. I mean, at least it's Tuesday right now when I'm recording. But given the timing, I definitely should say elections are coming around the corner. So please, guys, vote, vote, vote. We literally have one time every four years to go and say something and use our voices and pick someone. So please, it takes five minutes during elections. Please vote, 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 vote. Okay, so in other news, today, what's going on? So we have the NBA Finals. The Lakers won. Kobe is so, so proud. It was a really good series. Really, really good. Props to the Heat for trying. Jimmy Butler is a G. He is really, really good. But you can't beat LeBron and add Anthony Davis to that. Oh, nope. There's no way. So yeah, and that concludes the NBA until next season. Speaking of seasons, since it's spooky season, there are two things on Netflix that I recommend. The first one is a show, and it's The Haunting of Bly Manor. It's pretty good. It kind of has a slow story. If you like those kind of scary shows, I think I would definitely recommend it. Then there's also another one that I'm sure you guys have heard of, and it's Hubie Halloween with Adam Sandler. Bro. That movie was so, so funny. It was weird, though, because sometimes you'll sit there and see a scene and you're like, what am I even watching? Like, what the actual fuck? But it's a pretty good watch, especially after a few glasses of wine or 10 or a few White Claws or 10. And yeah, if you do happen to watch it, let me know what you think. And finally, one last thing before I talk about this whole podcast. Dak Prescott from the Cowboys. That injury. Jeez Louise. If you guys don't watch football, just watch this playback. Someone laid it on his ankle and it bent the completely opposite direction. And oh my God, I feel for him. I can't imagine how much pain he's going through, especially when football is his entire life. And I guess this is where we start the podcast and tie into the idea of fitness and physical health. We're going to talk about my fitness journey, how to better your lifestyle, and what you can do when you experience a physical injury. So let me give you guys a little background on myself and my physical journey. So when I was a freshman in high school, I was 105 pounds, 105. I was very skinny. And it's crazy because you don't know that you're skinny until years from now, like me now, when I'm looking back at it, I actually wasn't that bad. But you know, being a child, you can eat whatever you want and it won't really affect your body until boom, five years later. But anyways, back to sophomore year in high school, we started having a gym class where we would have to go to the weight room. And yes, my school had a weight room. (laughs) Basically, our soccer field had a shed that we weren't using anymore. So they completely transformed it into a whole new weight room. And it looked really tough. However, when I saw all the machines, I had no idea what any single one was and what they did. But of course, my entire gym class was full of athletes. So I was hella insecure. But anyways, that was the first time I experienced a Smith machine and a 
leg press. And that, my friends, is when I fell in love with fitness. To add more into the backstory, I am 100% Filipino. Yes, that is a little bit of Spanish, but it's mostly Asian culture. And in that Asian culture, especially in the country, there is really no such thing as being too skinny, if that makes sense. Being skinny is the expectation in the Philippines because the obesity there is so bad. How you eat, it's all meat. So it's very easy to get a little on the heavy side because of that. And on top of that, Philippine culture really is a lot of the arts, music, dance, art, and a lot of other things that don't really require a lot of physical activity. So when I was a child growing up, I didn't see anything wrong with that, of course. Even now, I don't see anything wrong with that. However, when I was growing up, I wanted my body to be different and not in a bad way that I hated it. I wanted to improve it. And that's where fitness really became my lifesaver. So yeah, I got from 105 skinny little Asian girl to somebody who's definitely self-confident and working on building muscle and especially in the lower body and really toning up areas of my stomach because that stomach's gotta go. I really don't like stomach fat. I know everyone has it, but that's what I want out of my fitness journey. And me personally, I'm working on getting thick, but right now I'm in a cutting phase where I'm basically decreasing the amount of calories I'm intaking so that I can lose some fat. And then after cutting, I'll bulk up and work on increasing my muscle mass. So just to give you guys some more information on that, I would suggest looking up Katia Elise Henry. She's really good in developing fitness plans that help you to get thick really well, especially in the lower body. And that's definitely one of my goals. But right now, because I'm cutting and I want to lose some body fat, I would suggest looking up Fitness by Yes. And I'll put that in the description so you guys can remember those names because they're really important for me. And maybe you'll like how their plans and diet plans are. But yeah, that's where I'm at right now in my fitness journey. And long story short, as long as you're happy with your body, that's all that matters. So let's say you're like me. And at one point you looked at yourself and you're like, I need to improve my body. I am not happy with how it is right now. So how are you going to start doing that? I went basically from not working out at all, not even moving from my couch to making sure that that is done every single day, almost every single day. And the biggest thing about fitness is that the hardest thing about it is getting up and starting the actual journey. So the first question is, how do you start? How did I start? First, I made fitness a mental goal. So you have to prioritize it and continue to tell yourself that you want to do this for yourself because it does require a lot of time commitment and you can stop working out for a second and the next thing you know, it'll be months and you'll lose everything that you worked for. So that's the first part. Next is making time out of your day. And a lot of people's excuses are that they don't have time. However, I know a lot of mothers, mothers of multiple children, who still continue to make time for their workouts because realistically, you only need about a half hour, at least, just to put in some cardio even and burn some calories. And everyone has a half hour in their day. You can definitely give up a half hour of being on your phone to put time into working out. And third, just because you're working out doesn't mean you're doing it to gain weight. 
And that also applies to working out to lose weight. So I just recommend that you lay out a goal and stick to it, at least for a little while. And then if you feel like you're going in the wrong direction or lost too much weight, then you can switch it. But it's good to have that same consistent goal in your mind, especially because there are workouts and diet plans tailored to that. And having a goal means there's an end to that goal. So having that goal really helps you to think about the end results and how good it's going to feel and it'll be a constant motivation for you. And for people who don't want to start working out yet, it's really important to get fit. Why do we have to work out? Well, of course, it's good for your physical health. But the after effects of working out is amazing. You feel productive and especially if you do it in the morning or even just any time during the day, it feels like you got something done. Even when you did absolutely nothing the rest of the day, getting a workout in feels like a really big accomplishment. And that's the thing about fitness and physical health. It doesn't have to be you going to the gym all day every day. There's so many other things that you can do to get fit and increase your physical health. It's hiking, biking, jogging, having a buddy system and just going on walks every day or even just going to the park with your dog. Just having a half hour aside to put in that fitness, it's very helpful for you and your body. And in the end, it's going to positively affect your body, especially when you get older. And I normally don't like the Apple Watch or care for it, but I had to get one because there's this workouts app where you can connect with your friends and basically you'll get a notification when they finish working out or they reach their goals. And that's such a motivation. Like there's been some days where I don't feel like doing anything. And I'll see that two or three of my friends finish their workouts, reach their goals, and then I'll suddenly feel motivated to do the same. And then because if you're like me, if you work out a lot, it actually bothers you when you don't work out. So even seeing those notifications, you're like, oh, I didn't work out today. So you're going to work out. Besides being connected with your friends, I also am the type of person who needs to have a plan. So nine times out of 10, I'm following a fitness plan, whether it's cardio or Yaz or other fitness plans I've tried, honestly. Sometimes they are expensive for eight weeks. Like every eight weeks, I spend about 90 bucks. But most of those plans have a fitness plan and a meal plan. So to me, it's worth it because I personally can't figure out what I'm supposed to be eating or how I'm supposed to be working out. I also like how the organization is. It's easy to organize what parts of your body you're going to work out on what day and will force you to work out on places that you don't want to work out. So I'm a very big lower body person slash booty person, of course, but I tend to neglect my upper body. So having a plan, it helps me put aside maybe two, three days for my upper body and more cardio because I don't do cardio that much either. And you don't always have to be in a plan like me. I mean, once you have a plan, you can pick from it and then add your own workouts to it and your own diet and figure out what's good for you. Because although one person is telling you to eat this, it might not be 100% good for your body or your goals that you want to get to. Which brings me to myths of working out. What are things that most people think has to happen or happens during working out? And is it really 100% true? First one is that strength training will bulk you up. That's half true. Another myth is a big one. A lot of people think that you can only focus on one area of your body to lose weight. Well, unfortunately, this is really, really false. For me, I hate my stomach. 
It's been flabby since forever, and it's just unfortunately in my genes. However, I can't just lose my stomach. If I do that, I'm also going to lose my neck fat and other parts of my body. Usually it's my neck that goes first, but yeah, I mean, if you want to work out and expect to want to lose weight, you have to also come to terms with the fact that you're going to be losing fat in other areas as well. But that's why strength training is also really important because while you're losing the fat in all these other areas, strength training will help to really bulk up areas that you want to build up. And that's where toning kind of comes in because while you're losing the fat, you're also building the muscle and toning the muscle. So the muscles actually come out in a better way when you're both losing weight and working hard to strengthen yourself. And another myth of it is that strength training means using heavy machines and weights. Well, guess what, guys? That is false, false, false. Resistance is also important. Resistance is you don't even need to use weights. You can use resistance bands and those are just as powerful as strength machines are. And speaking of resistance bands, they're perfect for working out at home. I mean, they really are using your own body weight against you and what's better than using your own body weight? I think resistance bands are probably one of the best inventions so props to whoever made them so yeah if you guys want some good resistance bands check out the description i suggest katia's bands and also mari mari's resistance bands are actually a lot stronger and you'll find that it applies a lot more of your body weight than it does for katia's bands so it really depends on what you want from your workouts and also resistance bands are so useful. You can use them in so many ways. There's longer ones and there's shorter ones, but most of the time I put them kind of right above my knees to help me with squats and donkey kicks and everything else booty involved. But you can also get the longer resistance bands and also do arm workouts with them. So I think they're very useful and very easy to use at home. And another myth of working out is that you guys see the trend of waist trainers I've definitely seen an increase in waist trainers all over the internet and all these different types of products that you put all over your stomach and then you tie the waist trainer around you and while you're doing cardio, it helps you to sweat. Well, in my personal opinion, I think that waist trainers are not really the right products for you to use if you're expecting to lose a lot of fat in your stomach. The chemistry about it and the actual product and how it works is that you're sweating off the actual product that you're putting on your stomach. So you're going to cover your stomach with all the gel and you're going to sweat all that out. But what for? Because as soon as you're done working out, you're going to want to drink water. And when you drink all that water, it actually immediately replaces all the sweat that you lost. Almost every product claims that it'll help you get your hourglass figure, but the truth of the matter is not everybody is an hourglass and that's also something you kind of have to come in terms with because me, I'm not an hourglass. I'm definitely something more like a pear or some shit, but it took me quite a long time to kind of accept that I'm not going to get to be an hourglass shape. But if you love your body the way it is, you can be more confident about the workouts you're putting in and tone it in the best way that your body can handle because it's advertised so much and people buy it and waste their money into getting a waist trainer, but it really doesn't do anything. It just makes you lose fluids rather than fat. And once you drink water and replace the fluids, it basically cancels out everything that you sweat out. So I definitely wouldn't recommend buying one. And the problem with that is, 
unfortunately, everybody wants to rush to get to their goals. And honestly, fitness in general, it's something that you have to be very patient with because it's a very long process. Another problem I have with waist trainers is that it gives you issues with blood circulation and oxygen circulation, because you're closing that up around your stomach, you don't actually get decent blood flow when you're working out. And that's really important when you're working out. And of course, there are like so many different types of waist trainers. There's the ones with Velcro and then the really more intense ones where you kind of clip it. It's like a corset looking thing. But those are the worst kinds for you because you're not just crushing your stomach fat, but you're also crushing your insides and that's so bad for your digestion and just bad pressure for your organs that they don't really need. So then, Feline, how am I supposed to continue my fitness without a corset or a waist trainer is probably what you're thinking. Well, here's my honest and truthful answer. It requires time, patience, and a very good diet and good exercise. I forgot that fourth one. But that combined is more than enough for you to get to your goals. You don't need a waist trainer to rush the process because in the end, it's only doing bad for you than it is good. And another myth is that you need to work out every day to lose weight. And that is actually, no, you don't need to work out every day. Actually, it's important to have a rest day. I mean, think about it. Working out seven days a week is so, so bad for your body. You need to give your muscles the time to relax and refresh and renew before you start working them out again. And me personally, I desperately need a rest day because honestly, even working out three or four times in a row is really exhausting. Like I can't even get myself to do that most of the time. So sometimes I like to take a midweek break, if not the end of the week to kind of end my week in a relaxing way before the work week starts again. But it's really important for me because if I don't have a rest day, I get worried about my knees. My lower body workouts are kind of getting more intense that sometimes I know I'm putting a lot of pressure on my knees and my thighs and I know that they need that rest so that they can recuperate and be ready for the next time I work them out again. And speaking of leg workouts, this is for anybody who's focusing on their leg workouts. Do not forget to give attention to your calf muscles and your shin area. I'm talking about the lower leg part. So even doing like calf raises or something and going up in weight there, that's really important too because as your the top half of your legs gets stronger, you want to make sure that the bottom half is also even and also able to carry out the rest of the weight above it. And the last myth we're going to be talking about are crunches. My absolute worst thing, I hate to do crunches, but the myth is that crunches will flatten your stomach. And unfortunately, it's not. It's going to build the muscle below your stomach, but not the fat above your muscle. So when I was younger, I thought that crunches were the answer. In fact, even my father still tells me that crunches are the answer to a flatter stomach. But it's not just abs. It's not just crunches. It's also losing the fat on top of it. Because if you build the muscle under your stomach, there's no way you can see it unless you lose the fat above it. So of course you have to tie in cardio because that is so necessary to lose the fat, especially in your stomach area. And ugh, that area is so annoying for me. I know like all the girls listening can understand. The stomach is one of the hardest places to lose weight. And I unfortunately have that gene where everything I eat goes straight to my stomach. And I wish I went to my ass instead, but here we are. 
<laughs> that actually reminds me of the scene from White Chicks. I don't know if you guys remember. It was Jennifer Carpenter in the dressing room. And she was like, oh, this is back fat Betty. And who could have said that? Oh, it's Tina, the talking tummy. Oh, my God. That is literally me when I'm stressing out about my stomach. But anyways, yeah, you have to just come to terms with that, that it's something you want to target and lose. But that also includes incorporating things into your diet as well. I mean, fiber is so important. When I was in high school, I ate a lot of really bad junk food and especially McDonald's because I would be part of the play. And every time for dinner, I would be having a Big Mac and a large fry. I mean, it's so bad. So no wonder why it's kind of caught up to me now. But over the years, I've realized that fiber is actually really, really important for your diet. And if you're really particular with your food, I would recommend chia seeds. Those things are really high in fiber and you can basically throw it on anything and not really taste it. You can even throw it in a protein shake and boom, you have your fiber for the day. So yeah, having an all-around good commitment in your diet and your fitness is really important to help you reach your body goals. So now you've invested all your time and that's so important because God forbid something happens like an injury and it's something that really stops you from your physical schedule. And I really feel for Dak Prescott right now because I know that's his whole life and having to go from all day, every day football and physical activity to basically bed rest, it definitely messes with you mentally and just having to think about you not moving for a while, it's very stressful and can definitely affect your mental health. So if injury does happen, the first thing that you must do is realize that this is only temporary and you will get back to something close to how you were before. And it's important to just keep thinking about the present and focus on first getting better and then focusing on you getting back to your level of physical health. And then you can kind of set realistic goals. So day by day, you can figure out what is more than I can do today than yesterday that'll help me get back to how I was. And that'll help you really visualize a healthier you. So it's good to think that the power of visualization, it's a very strong power. If you continue to have a mind state that you're going to get better and you're going to improve day by day, it's going to help you get through the process. And thankfully, knock on wood, I never really experienced an injury myself. But my boyfriend, Marcos, he tore his ACL when he was playing football. And that was probably one of the scariest months because he went from basically being physically active all the time to bed rest because he tore his ACL and that was really rough. I'm definitely going to have him on the podcast and talk about that. But from my experience, at least, it really took a lot of patience and positivity and honestly support. One thing I can say about that when there is an injury is to not be afraid to reach out and ask for help and support from everyone around you because again, your circle is so important in helping you get back not just physically, but mentally as well. Like I know without the support of Marcus's family, I think he would have been more difficult to get past the fact that he tore his ACL. But now he's come back from it and he's still playing basketball and he's still having a good time with his friends in terms of sports, but definitely not going too crazy as bad as he would before. But it's still a part of his life. So there is a way to get back and just you have to keep that mindset that you are going to get back eventually. And that also ties into the fact that you really should listen to your body. If you feel like you're getting overworked, definitely take a break, take a rest, take a few days if you need, and then come back. Because if you don't listen to your body when it is being overworked, 
there is a higher chance that you're going to get injured. So yeah, if you've worked out really hard one of those days and your body feels really sore, don't work out that same body part again the next day because you need to give it the time to breathe and relax and recuperate. And have you guys actually looked at a picture of a muscle after it's done working out? What happens is there's actually these micro tears that happen when you're working out and it is normal. However, if you do it more, there's a greater chance that you'll get sore. And then if you do it even more, you can even injure your muscles. So that's not good for your body either. And physiologically speaking, when the muscle tears, it disrupts all your little cells and their organelles and the cells. And disrupting this causes something that activates the satellite cells from outside the muscle fibers and these cells will rush to your fibers. So this is how new protein strands are made and that's how it increases and in size and in strength, and you can see it over time that it's getting stronger. However, you need to give your tissue and muscles the time to do that. So that's why it's so important to incorporate a rest day into your workout week. And another thing I will say, if you are training for a long run, I would definitely recommend that you start as early as possible because I did a I think it was a 5K. I don't remember exactly how many miles it was, but I think it was around 11 miles. I did an 11 mile run in Princeton and the hills were so crazy. I was not used to it and the resistance was terrible. I did not prepare enough for this run, but it was so worth it. And I definitely recommend looking up a run so you guys can do it. And it's such a great time and it feels so good, especially if it's for a good cause. I think for mine, it was for adolescent health. So if absolutely nothing else is motivating you to work out, I would recommend to do something like that because it'll give you that incentive, especially if you know if it's for something good. And if you guys are working out, I would love it if you guys tagged me after your workout, your post-workout, your Apple Watch results. I love looking at them and I love supporting you guys and all of your fitness journeys. And also, I'm always open to more workouts and food recipes, so I'd love to hear from you guys if you have any routines or meal plans that you've kind of incorporated into your schedule and saw as a positive effect on your body. I would love to try it and see if it's good for mine as well. And that's the end of our fitness episode. Yay! Some takeaways is that first, the first step is always the hardest. Try to get your foot right in the door and incorporate it into your routine. Because once fitness is incorporated, it's something so easy and automatic for you. And it's something so beneficial for your physical health. Another major takeaway, it's targeting all or nothing. If you want to lose some fat in one place, it means you have to lose fat in all places. It's not just going to be where you want to target because there's no such thing. Another takeaway, fitness is more than just working out. It's also your diet. You should definitely incorporate a good balance of carbs, protein, fruits, vegetables, grains. There's a whole lot of different diets out there, but the truth of the matter is those diets are only short term and eventually you'll go back to your eating habits. So it's important to incorporate the healthy things, but also the healthy things that you love. You don't have to eat things that you don't like to eat because there's going to be alternative options that are just as healthy and beneficial for you. So find your balance and find the things that you love to eat. Like me, I love cauliflower, broccoli, but I hate other vegetables like pickles. I really hate pickles. But anyways, that's a whole nother story. And the last little takeaway is that fitness is honestly a mental consistency. You gotta 
want it all day, every day, and allow yourself to have a break day because you're allowed to have one cheat meal a week. You're allowed to rest and not work out for an entire day. And it's honestly good for your body to just have a rest day and not be so focused on getting stronger. It's really necessary for your week. And overall, exercise is just a great addition to your lifestyle. The more you incorporate it, the more you'll see that it's putting you in a better mood and just helping your oxygen flow and really just making you feel great. And ever since I started working out, I've definitely felt a change in how I view things and just my initial reaction to things. And I've also learned to control my anger a little bit and kind of direct my negative energy towards getting fit, which then leads to positive results of a healthier body. So it's just something overall very, very good for yourself. And when you work hard, you can play hard. You guys remember that song. The only thing we know how to do, work hard, play hard, work hard, play hard. We work hard, play hard. All right, you guys, I sang. So of course, you're going to expect me to sing in this podcast. All right, that's it for now. Please don't forget to subscribe, share, comment, and leave me messages at at Podcast. That's F-E-E-L-I-N-P-H-I-L-L-I-N-E podcast and i'm only on the instagram right now but eventually i'll have a twitter so you can find me there thanks you guys for listening and it was so fun talking about fitness with you guys and i'll catch you next week stay tuned bye